So that right there is an authentic Rusty Wallace Miller Lite number two. And we this caught our eye because of the obvious space theme that we got going on up here. Yeah. If you notice, Rusty's car is actually a constellation. Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds in space in general. I'm one of the two co-hosts, Matt, and with me on this summer evening is the other co-host, David. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 22. Episode 22. On Tap. Yep, we've made it this far. Can you believe it? We have indeed. As I was mm-hmm. uh, sipping on my very tasty beer. Oh, yeah. This, uh, very tasty. Yeah, it's summer, so that means uh, break out the uh, the juicy IPAs, the wheat ales, mm-hmm. all of the above. It's time uh, for that that style. Uh, today we're we're sipping on Haze Force, which I think we featured before. I think we have, yeah. Um, yep. The intergalactic planetary hazy IPA from Griffin Claw Brewing Company in Birmingham, Michigan, on the east side. Very I tasty. I don't think Space we've the uh, the up close of that though. No, I don't think we have six point. Zero percent ABV and thirty IBU, so not super bitter. It's and mo- it's uh, mighty fine. They go down um, smooth, but yeah. Let me tell you, you have one of these. Yeah, you're feeling it. Yeah, you feel it. You feel it real good. Yeah, after one of those, but you sure are re- refreshing on a summer day for sure. You gotta break out the like you said, break out the juices. Yep. Especially now, it's starting to finally get warm. In our, uh, it's been a, a little bit chilly spring here. Yep, early wet. summer, very yep. wet. But uh, we're in it officially. Yep. June twenty first was just the other day, so the uh, summer solstice has occurred. Yep, and uh, hopefully the weather will start playing catch up here. But uh, yeah, Hayes Force Tasty One, pick it up if you're around. If you're in the state of Michigan, you can get it at like Meyer or any of the local grocers. Mm-hmm. And it is, uh, yeah, it kind of tastes. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's not orange too, juice. Yeah, I was gonna say I've had yeah. juicy IPAs that literally taste like orange juice, almost yeah. like the Tangerine Space Machine is yeah. like that, where it just yeah. it looks and it tastes just like orange juice. Um, this one I think strikes a good balance of still appealing to like the IPA fan without being overly fruity. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a nice job with it, and it seems to have taken off. I know the first time we featured it on this podcast, it was more of like a limited run type deal. Yeah. Uh, Griffin Claw has really become kind of a force on the east side as far as breweries in Michigan, and they they released this one as limited, and then they I think it kind of stuck. Yeah, they they um, caught on to the juicy hazy trend. Yeah, that's um, been really popular, and not only that, but the space themed beers. Mm-hmm. I like local beers in general. You like. It's crazy the amount of space themed beers. I think it's really cool, but everybody's got something that's like space themed, which like, has made like it easy say, for uh, us to pick out. But yeah, maybe we had some credit with that. Yeah, maybe. maybe <laughs> Who knows? Maybe maybe, they, maybe they're listening. Maybe. Um, you never know. You never know. But yeah, that's yeah. like we were talking. Um, I think we've spoken on the podcast about Broadleaf Local Beer, the newer brewery that's a spinoff of Brewery Vivant, one of our favorite spots in town. Broadleaf is uh, kind of coming out with this whole let's make weird beer. All sort, yeah. This these guys got the uh, coasters big, here. Big shout out to these yep. folks. Yep. Um, we got a sticker up there now. 
friends of the program. Yeah, I'd say. And uh, yeah, they're uh, going for the whole like we're making kind of weird one-off stuff that within the bounds of what we've done as a brewery traditionally are very very Belgian style, very traditional. They're doing totally different, 180, completely unique beers. Mm-hmm. And I think that this type of beer is uh, kind of up that alley as well. And I think uh, they've talked about, they have some space ones. They have mm-hmm. that one coming out this week. Yeah. Beamed yeah. Propulsion. Yep. Yeah. Beamed Propulsion. Spacey. Yeah. We, we, the guy told yeah. us, we were like, bean production? <laughs> bean, bean Propulsion? Bean Propulsion? Beamed Propulsion is what he said. So yeah. we'll see how that tastes. It's supposed to be a uh, India Pale Lager. Oh, okay. So a little lighter version of an IPA. Who knows? We'll have to try that one out. Yeah. But that one, I think... Uh, will be very good yeah yeah so but yeah that's uh that's a good introduction to the summer um we've got a very important day today in the fact that we have third falcon heavy launch we're both wearing our nasa t-shirts yep because represent not only is it the third falcon heavy launch it is the first falcon heavy launch that is sending up nasa and u.s department of defense stuff um, that's all it's about all we know it's just it's just stuff yeah they've said some basic yeah. things i can't even really re- recall some of the just very baseline topics about oh this this is going to have uh, a certain functionality but nothing too specific from what i understand mm-hmm. um so yeah the last one they did was the arab sat stuff for um the satellites in the middle east and then before that was the demo launch mm-hmm. so it's going to be a pretty so, big one the for us on on the east coast the launch window starts at 11:30 yes tonight late yep and we're uh i don't know i don't know if i can make it up the whole night it's a work night it is monday but we night. will um we'll see we we'll will see how see. i feel later on this evening um it goes to like 3 a.m. eastern yeah. time so if you are um going to stay up more power to you cheers yep cheers to you um Hopefully this is a successful try, the first go around, because mm-hmm. um, we had a little bit of a delay on the last one. Yeah, um, the uh, the last one got yeah. scrubbed, I think. Yeah, maybe a day or two. Yeah. So. so hopefully, hopefully all goes well tonight. I'm sure everybody, uh, everybody down there at the Cape, they're looking at the weather, uh, making sure everything looks right, because so much can go wrong. Obviously, as we all know, with space flight. So. Um, and yet again, another step in the right direction as far as, uh, I guess, launches go in general. And then obviously with the more powerful, powerful rockets that we have and that we're starting to see, um, I think I think it's exciting to see that NASA continues to use SpaceX and um, obviously for this U.S. kind of U.S. government type mm-hmm. supplies that are going up. So um It'll be interesting. Yeah, interesting think, to see how this takes off. This is, becomes more and more of a regular thing that mm-hmm. we see through, you know, the month, the upcoming months and all that. But yeah, I think it's. Uh, I was reading an article this morning on LinkedIn um, about SpaceX and its relation with relationship with NASA, and I think we spoke about maybe eight or so episodes ago, after Elon had his little endeavor with that one podcast, the Joe Rogan podcast, and there was a bit of a fallout there. And it just kind of so, you know, incidentally timed in with NASA's full audit of all of their contractors. And it seemed a little timely. Mm-hmm. But um, 
this would be an important step for making sure that relationship is, is solid. And I think what that said, the article I was reading was, was really pretty much saying this is the most high stakes Falcon Heavy launch yet. Mm-hmm. Even potentially more high stakes than the demo mission. The demo mission for, I think, SpaceX was, of course, very high stakes in that they wanted it to succeed. They wanted to see it lift off and not explode on the pad. Yeah. To see at least, uh, you know, a few of the boosters land, which, which they did. Mm-hmm. Falcon Heavy launch version two was the first client on board as, as far as satellites that were, were, they were, they were getting paid to launch that up there. And that one was literally flawless. And that from what we understand as, uh, as layman's, but then this one is, you've got your actual, you know, kind of governing body of, uh, of space within the, uh, within the country that you operate in sending stuff aboard. So yeah, it's definitely uh, interesting. We'll see how it goes. I really hope for the best because, it would be a big setback after what happened with the crew dragon yeah. exploded. We've talked yeah. about that in, in previous months, that exploding on the pad, no doubt set that back like many steps. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, we had spoken that they were, when they did the crew dragon test and it went flawlessly, um, they were planning on sending people up there this August mm-hmm. next month or two months from now. Yeah. Uh, just big step back, uh, in, in the wrong direction for that. But, but, like we've said before, it's always steps that need to be taken. Uh, just yeah. like what we've seen in any space mission, any space, whether it was Gemini or Apollo, there's always going to be failures. Yeah. I mean, especially with SpaceX making their own capsule and all that. I mean, obviously they have old technology from, you know, past I guess, space programs. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that has carried over and you can see it in the construction and all that, but so they're going to have, I mean, with Apollo and, you know, Mercury and Gemini and all that, they didn't really, they, they were making it up as they went. So, mm-hmm. but I think you still have to have these setbacks, you know, as we've talked about, because it's, th- there's always stuff that I guess, uh, with, even with as smart of a group of people that you have building all these machines, there's still going to be something you probably didn't look out for. Mm-hmm. So, um, or maybe something you didn't necessarily plan on happening, but actually, you know, obviously it's better to happen here than in space with uh, a full crew in there. So definitely, um, I think it'll be a setback and I, you have to just anticipate that that's going to happen anyway, because, um, you're dealing with, uh, a lot of, a lot of technical stuff that, you know, so much can go wrong. So many different teams working on little pieces of the pie and then you put them all together. Mm -hmm. Something's going to Yep. eventually go wrong but yep um yeah to think that a mission would go completely nominally even like we said the, the second falcon heavy from what we saw as just people down here hanging out doing a podcast about it it looked mm-hmm. like it was flawless but i'm sure that there was plenty of things that when they were going through all their manuals and things like that uh that maybe little glitches here and there that they fixed on the spot mm-hmm. um other things that they uh, thought would maybe be a room for error and then went flawlessly. So it kind of maybe goes both ways too. So yeah, we'll see yep. 1130 Eastern time. Currently when we're recording this, it's 1014. So we're definitely getting close. Um, the Falcon heavy has been up right on the pad for over 24 hours now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I saw our boy Brady is down there. All very, right. Very jealous. Shout out Brady. Yeah. His whole, uh, NASA space flight is the website that he, 
uh, I think he's contracted for with photos and stuff for for this sort of launch. Mm-hmm. And his whole crew was down there, and yeah, I'm jealous. The sec- yeah, second night launch. Yeah, that would be um, a sight to behold. Going down there to to see something like that. Yep. Eventually, I think we will. It will definitely. We'll, we'll get down there. Yeah, maybe next but, summer or something. Yeah. The uh, I told my my good friend Matt Belfler, who lives in Gainesville, Florida, who has seen. I think it was the last Falcon 9 maybe that launched night launch. Mm-hmm. He said he could see he could see it from his house that far away. I mean, Gainesville is a good 2 hours from driving from uh Cape Canaveral, mm-hmm. but he could still see the you know this the um the plume yeah from from the rocket. So I told yeah. him to keep his eyes peeled for the uh, Falcon heavy plume. Oh yeah. It'll only be that much larger. Yeah. So he'll hopefully be able to get out and look up uh himself and and get a chance to see that. So That'd Hopefully be, it's a clear night. Yeah, I, I haven't even checked the weather. Even without there. a clear night, I would imagine if you're in his area, you'd be still be able to see it. Yeah. I would, I would think. But yep. But yeah, one of these times we'll get down there. Mm-hmm. Um, what we have, I think, what we should do is, it, it's so tough with the launches though because there's there's always the window, right? Like last Falcon Heavy, they actually had to they had to scrub it a full day, or it could be even they might scrub it for a week, or you you really never know. So there's so much contingency involved, but if you were to just kind of go all in on one day and just hope for the best, like what we do for NASCAR, for example, we'll talk about that. This year's race got rained out and luckily we had a contingency day where we built in and we said, well, we're going to be there for the next day. So mm-hmm. we could do that for a launch and do like a like a deep sea fishing charter in the days leading up to mm-hmm. the launch, like just kind of make it like a whole thing. I think that would be, that would just be like a lifetime type trip yeah yeah do a uh uh actual I'd, I'd love to do a tour of the whole cape yeah that included and yeah. and check out the whole vehicle assembly building and all yeah. that kind of stuff and the yeah you got to see that museum but i'd like to go actually see um you know go out to i think don't they take people out to the launch pads and all that i think like, they do um there's a bus that goes out definitely goes out to the vab mm-hmm. and there's a saturn five that's laying down out there because mm-hmm. i remember b- being at kennedy and thinking wait you know there's a saturn 5 laying down and a saturn 5 standing up in um huntsville so i was kind of surprised that there wasn't one in the rocket garden um at cape canaveral mm-hmm. but i realized after the fact that it was out there it was yeah. out by the vab so um okay. we just got there too late couldn't take the bus in time and so we just had to stick to the museum side but yeah, to take the bus tour, I mean, like what they say there, I remember on our flight down, I was reading like the magazine about Kennedy Space Center and it said, you know, if you, especially if you're with a family or with a big group, you know, you, sh- you should allot two day, two full days, like, mm-hmm. give yourself two. Def- and I, I was like, that's, nah, well, that's stupid. Why would you need two full days? I mean, it's amazing stuff, but if you're walking faster or whatever, and I think that you probably would. Yeah, I think you really would. I, it wouldn't be a bad idea to do something like you could do like a get there. Let's say the launch is on a Monday. You get there on a Thursday, fly in on Thursday night, and then Friday morning you do the I don't know like the 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 bus tour. Yep. And then you just kind of hang out, and then on Saturday you do the museum stuff, and then on Sunday morning you wake up early and you do your fishing charter, and then on Monday you've got your launch. Yeah. So you really could roll it in, and if everything, if all the cards were just placed right, that would be yeah 
unbelievable yeah and i know like um the friends of ours that we were with charter fishing they've got their little condo down there on coco beach they've been there just randomly just like we didn't even know there was a launch we're just here for the weekend and there was a launch so there's stuff like that too where i was just so jealous of that uh they were there just in the circumstance of it all just happened right and the launch went up and they were Mm -hmm. out on the boat um far enough away obviously but Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh something we got to do yeah for sure maybe we'll uh keep track of the uh progress on the uh starship and we'll Make a make a trip down there for that or something like that. Um, I think regardless yeah. of when it is or yeah. or how the starship, we have to go. Oh yeah, we have to. That, to. That's going to be too badass not to not that to one, go down there for that. That's the one where we we've got to do like a like an eclipse on tap, a reunion trip. We've got to get Brady out yep. there and just like anybody who wants to join. It, yeah, we could just get. It would be amazing. I'm just yep. thinking about it now. Yeah so exciting yeah (laughs) i got chills yeah um but uh yeah so launch tonight be sure to tune in i mean as you're listening to this will have of course already happened unless for whatever reason it's scrubbed for more than a few days yeah but um hopefully it all goes well knock on wood and i think um you know you can definitely tune in i think i would assume it's on youtube live yeah um which is like yeah so they which is another really cool thing. So mm-hmm. you didn't used to be able to do that. So right. um, yeah, it used to be just what was it? Probably on. I think it was just local news or something yeah. like that. It would or national news would carry it. Um, but the cool thing is now you can basically watch it whenever. Watch so it on your have, phone. Yeah, I might watch it while if it, if it happens right at eleven thirty, I probably will watch it. Yeah, in my like while I'm laying down for bed. Yeah, uh, if it happens at three, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe I'll set, set an alarm. alarm. If they say, if they scrub it and they're saying, well, we are going to launch it at three. Well, if they scrub it, then it's scrubbed yeah. for the next day. But if they say, yeah. if they set a certain time and they say 3 a.m., yeah. that's our time, then maybe I'll set an alarm. We'll tune in at 1130 and see what the the uh, clock says, Yep, the launch clock. So, yep. Yeah, so I'm sure that, I mean, they probably have uh, the podcast, or the uh, stream is probably starting pretty soon here. They, they usually do a good job of kind of making it like a whole multimedia event. Mm-hmm. Where they talk about what SpaceX has been up to and all that. So, um, speaking of sp- SpaceX, did you hear what Elon made the mistake of doing on Twitter? It wasn't like a normal Elon mistake where he says something stupid. I heard about some. He did something. Yeah. Kind of like maybe. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. I heard heard about. Some, I didn't get all the detail on it, but so he. Um, has like his you know that occupy mars logo i don't know if that's a spacex thing or if that's like a buzz aldrin thing either way you've obviously we've all heard that term thrown around yeah and they've got it's normally it says occupy mars and then there's a period after mars or and and the period is like the planet mars or whatever you know it's occupy mars and then the planet's there yeah he tweeted out a photo and it said occupy mars and the picture of what 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 should have been mars was a orange moon <laughs> so the picture of the moon from the lunar eclipse <laughs> and of course like it's like whatever honestly yeah. i like I don't, i'm not like oh elon's stupid like obviously he <laughs> didn't he probably didn't look at it closely and he just tweeted it but that you get like he got so much outrage on twitter like oh hey mr space genius man that's don't the you, moon that's the moon uh, I, I did not see yeah i'll have to look at that it did, was did he take it down I'm not really. Still, I don't uh, know. It's if you if you search it, it's on there. I think yeah. I look at it as more of a comical thing. I don't yeah. think of it as. I think some people legitimately on Twitter 
but Twitter is just a crazy place in general, so you can't believe anything you read. But all the all the comments from people, there were like actual verified Twitter users that are these astrophysicists and stuff that were all put off by it. Like, oh yeah, we're supposed to be trusting you. You're you're like the whatever, and you don't even know what Mars looks like. Of course, the dude freaking knows what Mars looks like. Yeah, and of course, you know, like it, it was. A, he, he might have done it on purpose, like yeah, just to you know. Obviously, he's he's put some other stuff on there that's been a little, little uh, you know, crazy. Yeah. Or but, or for all we know, somebody else. Like maybe he has somebody. Yeah. That has that works for him. That yeah. Does works. his Twitter. You know. Yeah. Like, tweets for him. Tweets I don't think that's the, yeah. On occasion, maybe. I bet you anything. He. Yeah, I bet you he went on there and was just like, "I'm going to do this to screw with people yeah. and to, see and how many just, people yeah, notice, just to see how many people will comment on it." Yeah, you never know. But, I bet you he. If if you were to interview him, he'd probably say that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> even true. if it was a an honest mistake, I yeah. thought it was funny. I actually, yeah. I didn't even notice it at first. I think I liked the tweet. You know, yeah. it's like, oh cool, yeah. Re- Occupy Mars. I'm gonna retweet it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's the lunar eclipse. So yeah, it's the moon. But but yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, with all that said, though, I I don't look at it in any way of. Hey, Mister Super Genius, Smart Man, you're supposed to know. Blah, blah. It could have been something because didn't didn't the president tweet something about how the moon was the, a part of Mars? Yeah, yeah. So it could it, have been something to do with that. Yeah, like a little yeah. um, kind of uh, satire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something who knows? Uh, something sarcastic. Who knows? You never know with Elon. Yeah. That's for sure. So, but yeah, I think that was happening. The tweet from. The president was, uh, while we were at NASCAR, I remember looking at it and thinking, like, wow, this is an interesting tweet. <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah. Gets the wheels turning. Yeah. <laughs> so that one had a lot of backlash, too. So Yeah. Yeah, Twitter is just a weird spot, you know. Just... Yeah, it is. It's like it's like yeah. back in the day. I mean, I say back in the day. I don't even, it's not even that long ago. But you think about, like, even, like, a, an internet forum or something before YouTube existed and before Twitter existed, you know, you could go on a forum that was something that maybe you're a hobby of yours, whether it was like, I used to go on like an aquarium one and mm-hmm. so whatever. And there'd be people that'd be arguing on there back and forth. It's like, yeah. And I think that the whole point is like, you can say whatever you want. And that's the, the downside of it is that you can say anything that you want. And it becomes this space that really no one can win. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. It's yeah. a, it's a weird a weird spot but well and then people go on there anonymously and they don't really care what they say or you know what i don't know because there's no really there's no repercussion to what you say on there unless unless you have obviously people have said some dumb stuff on there that are actually maybe somewhat well-known people that have dug a hole for themselves because of what they said on some stupid social media thing but yeah, you know, for the most part, it's just a bunch of crazy people, for sure, arguing about nothing. The worst part about right. it, I mean, not the worst part. I think it's a good. The good part about it really is that there is a, there is a timeline of it, and so you can go back and say, well, this person, you know, like, let's say somebody's running for president, and five years ago they were posting a bunch of really derogatory things, or mm-hmm. like, it kind of it's like what what was this person thinking? Like, and I think if if you were like let's say running for president. And sure, like I have, I think it's everyone has the right to judge someone for yeah. what they posted even five yeah. years ago, but um, but yeah, it is a weird space, and I, I don't I don't blame Elon. I think like you said, he probably maybe was doing it for a fun for yeah. a funny joke. So 
Probably a little, yeah. A little, uh, little... He's probably just laughing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's the thing is anybody, anything that he puts on there, he, he knows there's going to be people who, you know, take it for, you know, as the Bible. Oh, for sure. And they're going to just totally tear him apart if it's factually wrong. But, yeah. And something that obvious, you would think maybe, I don't know. We'll see, who knows what he's thinking, though? Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, who knows? But hopefully the Falcon Heavy launches uh, just fine. They land all three boosters. They get the uh, the payload out into space. But yeah, that's but yeah. That, that you know actually, shoot, it was the last launch that we actually we actually get got to see the booster that lands out in the ocean mm-hmm. land. Yep, out in the ocean. The Arab set so, one. Yep. Um, that was very impressive. So yeah. I I don't know. I'm assuming the actual landing location will be maybe somewhat similar i have yeah. no idea but we'll uh we'll find out we'll see how that goes um i'm sure they got all that uh planned and ready to go but it's been impressive just the evolution i guess of the falcon 9 and the falcon heavy and how much more um efficient they've become with all that so mm-hmm. obviously we saw the first couple of runs you know some of them didn't go so well with the boosters landing and that kind of stuff, but it's gotten progressively more and more efficient and yeah. consistent. Yeah. Um, so it's Mu- exciting, yeah. much more, think, much more efficient. I, I think, think. Yeah, you'll be. It'll become. I mean, I hate you. Don't really want it to become routine because obviously it's awesome and it's a freaking rocket going into space. But um, I think it'll become more and more routine to have something that awesome mm-hmm. just be just a normal thing now like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we have this rocket with three boosters that can land themselves we can reuse them and that's just a a normal thing that we can depend on you know that that's technology that's just going to become common yeah now so i'd almost argue like the there's probably some people out there that aren't as plugged into the space world well actually i know this it's it's not even just like oh it might be there's plenty of people that probably were really interested in the first falcon heavy launch and there were like a lot of people that thought that that was amazing. And then now they see, oh, like there's, oh, this is the third one. Like they don't, they could care less, you know, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird in a way. It's, it's almost kind of a good sign because you know, things are going good. You know, they're going well. Yeah. It, but at the same time, you want people to be engaged. Yeah. You want the people to check in on the stream and, and just know what's happening because ultimately, like what we said is when it comes down to the full blown, let's go to Mars or, Let's get people out there. It might be a more community-driven thing, whether it's our tax dollars uh, or it's obviously not going to come down to some for- form of vote or anything. But as far as a vote for a political party that will push that, it, it, like it, it definitely comes down to us as yeah. Americans. And so um, any little bit that you can do, whether it's like what we're saying, what we always say with the podcast, we're just out here to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Drink a couple beers and talk about space. Maybe some random person tunes in is like, "Oh yeah, I'll check out the stream." That right there is the most rewarding thing I think for me at least that I we could ever accomplish. That's yeah. That's like the I would feel so happy if I knew that someone that I didn't know, like the guy that we met at the eclipse last year. Yeah. If we met someone at the 2024 eclipse that was like, "Hey, I came down here because your podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like who knows? I you yeah. never know. I, I don't know. Maybe at that point it'll be bigger and we'll we'll have someone like that. But oh, it will be. It, it will yeah, be. that's I mean, that's still a good four, oh, five yeah. years away. We got five years to 
to keep, build keep ramping this up yep build our army yes of eclipse chasers that uh you know you're out there you know we we consider you if you're listening you're an eclipse chaser too oh sure you are you know even, even if, if you haven't seen one you're still yep. an eclipse chaser in my heart so. absolutely we got some sweet yep. Eclipse Chaser shirts at, at NASCAR. At NASCAR, yeah. at the Gypsy Tents uh, from one of your buddies. Yeah, Andy. Yep. My good friend Andy uh, yep. sniped those out of the Gypsy Tents, we call them. It's these... So at NASCAR, we'll kind of lead into... This, the second half of this podcast is... Uh, I'll say it's a fun half. I think everyone will enjoy listening. Yeah, you listening. could say that. Yeah. We, we were having fun. Uh, we can say it that way. You um, can definitely tell. We, we were yeah, having a good fun. time. Yeah. So we, we always do an annual trip out to the NASCAR race. Um, it kind of became this thing where I don't I don't know if any of us were really specifically interested in NASCAR, but I got a group of buddies what eight years ago now got got together and said, hey, that might, that kind of sounds like it'd be a good time. Let's just go for the day. And then it's evolved into this like big thing where we go out every year. We camp, go to the NASCAR race. Yep. And then last year and this year now become in a new tradition within that tradition of doing like a round table discussion yeah a round table eclipse on tap type talk uh with everybody that's there that wants to talk um into the mic we get we whipped out our old school mic the one that we used for probably the first what was it first few months first well no even our first year first year yeah probably the first 16 episodes maybe. yeah for yep. 16, 17 episodes, yep. just a tiny little omni-centric mic. You put it in the center of the center of the table, um, and everybody gets their their chance to to talk. And we had a great time with it. You can tell, you know, we we were having a good time. Yeah, it's NASCAR. You know, we had a we had a, a few cures lights. We had been out in the sun all day. We had, uh, you know, it, it's the, the nice thing about NASCAR is you got all your friends around you. You know, we had our dads there. Um, mm-hmm. You're gonna meet my nephew tyler yep uh, my other brother-in-law ryan um so they were there um having yep. a good time and um some yeah. good thoughts from tyler during this because he's he's the youngest of all of us so he's it was good Gen to Z. get some generation z um but yeah he he get some good thoughts in there it was good to hear from him just pick his brain a little bit as a as a generation z yeah absolutely so, um yeah, but my, it's just yeah, yeah. it's fun we obviously we're we're out and about all day and uh, having a good time and campfires and cooking burgers on the grill and brats oh, yeah. on the grill and oh yeah it's just it's why it's what you live for yeah yeah it's uh I think we can talk about it more in a few minutes but as just like a preface to it um I think like in, in every case it's just a good time if you want to have a good time go to one of these events like you look at a NASCAR race on TV or something you're like oh that's either maybe you think it's boring. Or you think like, oh, I know that type of person that would go to that race. Like, yeah, I don't want to be around them. That's not true at all. Like, even a little bit, I don't think. I mean, you're going to see plenty of people that maybe are a little different than you, maybe. Or there's a lot of people that you'd be surprised by um, that are kind of like, you're like, oh, well, I didn't I didn't think this person would be at a NASCAR race. So mm-hmm. um, it is a great kind of place to get together with friends and family and have a, have a good time. Our podcast uh, interview, you can, like like David said, you can tell we're having a good time. But it was it was all all in good fun. It was very responsible. Our nephew <laughs> was not partaking in what we were partaking. Yeah. Um, so it's not like we were being these belligerent fools. Uh, I think that you, you'll get a good sense of uh, us just kind of 
letting our hair down, so to speak. That's right. But at the same time, I think it was a very uh, astute discussion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we did have a, a really interesting chat about, uh, we talked about Starlink, which is Elon's plan for the satellites. Uh, we haven't really talked about that at all on the podcast, but he launched up like 40 satellites and they're all in this perfectly uh, straight line, just hovering through orbit uh, and visible in certain areas of the planet. Yeah. Uh, so we talk about that and talk about a couple of other things space related. I think Starlink was really kind of naturally became the topic of the conversation yeah it did it kind of started off with that and then it just went from there yeah we uh, talked about kind of some of the ethics of of yeah. starlink because elon's plan is to send he, he sent 40 up he wants to send ten thousand and build yeah. this matrix web of satellites and there are that's an ethical conversation like it would have a lot of uh adverse effects to the night sky but it would also provide a service to people that don't currently have uh, access to certain things like the internet so we, I encourage you to stick around for the whole thing, uh, have a few laughs at us. Yeah, that's uh, encouraged. Crack a beer, uh, listen to it. <laughs> crack a beer, yeah. Yep. Uh, have you your can, have you, your hand by the the volume dial in case it gets a little loud. You can yeah, turn it, it down just it, a couple. It times. does a few times. Yeah. It does a few times. But no, I think it was a good. It wasn't just um, you know talking out out of our asses the whole time. No, not at all. Sometimes it was, but yeah. it was also. I mean, but hey, you know, you got to do that, but. I think uh, it definitely, like I said, starts off with that that Starlink talk, and then yeah. we, I honestly just kind of snowballed from there. Just went went into like you said the ethics, and yeah. then um, talked to. I think one of the coolest things was was my nephew that got his input on, um, you know, his outlook, I guess, of the whole space program and all that. Because this is what we really want to do is, you know, if we can, not only you know inspire people are our age mm-hmm. or a little bit older but even the younger crowd so right um that was really cool that he was uh he definitely opened up and gave yeah. us some of his input on um just what he thinks of the whole space program thinks you know what he thinks about um you know elon's plans and all that kind of stuff but um i think it's important to hear from someone that age because so many podcasts that are out there you just you don't really hear from the the younger crowd yeah especially his generation so sure yeah and I, I think that's it was a very like i was really impressed with tyler um his ability to just kind of, kind of step in like when the mic was on so to speak like it was mm-hmm. like hey tyler what are your thoughts like, hot mic and, and it doesn't seem like it like it's a big deal you know we're, we're it's very casual the rest of us are all kind of just having a good time i mean he was too it's not like he wasn't yeah. having a good time the rest of us were having a good time is what i'm saying i mean the boy i mean the boy was wearing caution tape so yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> he he um he was full he was experienced in the nascar weekend and, and i love that he was there and his his comments were very promising i think for that generation and i'd like i'd love to have him on again i, I think it, oh, yeah. in, in more of this setting to hear what yeah. he has to say but yeah he did a great job i mean when you're 14 like that i i remember yeah. i i think i would have been even when i would if i was with my dad and my uncles and my uncle's friends and my grandpa i'd be like oh crap like yeah i gotta i'm gonna be nervous here like yeah in even the most casual of scenarios which that was yeah but not at all he stepped up to the plate and provided some really great commentary to yeah. the discussion of starlink and yeah Heck, ethics of it yeah. yeah heck heck i'm 31 i can't even put a sentence together half the time but 
yeah he so was kudos uh, to him kudos to him the it's a promising world it doesn't doesn't always feel like it when you're when you're getting older it's always something like you know you you constantly look back when you were younger or, or you look back at the younger generation you always like you kind of worry or you think about like oh is are they going to appreciate you see like a five-year-old in the store with an iphone you know you wonder you, you're like is this is this where we're headed mm-hmm. um but then you have a conversation where Tyler's involved like that and you get some really great comments out of him and it kind of reassures you that we're yeah. going to be good. So You know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to it's all going to I think be we're good. okay. Well, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was good and um yeah, getting back to the the gypsy tents as we call them. So at NASCAR, uh, if you've been to one, you know, but there's the main concourse of the track which hosts of course many many uh, official merchandise trailers where you can go to pick out your favorite driver and they've got literally they've got a bumper sticker a hat a keychain um a koozie anything under the sun with that driver's face and number on it and it's very official nascar branded but then you step outside the concourse and there are people that dedicate their life to selling kind of like it's i wouldn't even say it's offhand i think it's still official nascar stuff but it's like yeah, like some of it is it's older. Some of it's yeah. not for sure. Some, some of it's, it's yeah. Some of it is definitely like the kind of stuff you'd find at like a carnival or something like that. Like that kind of like, or like shirts, like homemade shirts, yeah. kind of like down like at the, like yeah. um like if you were in like Venice Beach or something. Yeah, like on the beach, like a t-shirt shop place. Yeah, and, yeah. It's like it's some of it is just totally you know original unlicensed product, and then obviously majority of it's just older licensed mm-hmm. product that's from I mean, some out. of it's like some of it's this year but then you you know we're walking around and we're looking at stuff from you know 90 the 97 season yeah. and all that kind of stuff so there's just there's older stuff too which is actually why we walk back there because yeah. i like the older stuff that's our jam the the but, old school stuff is kind of like what we're yeah what we're into and we actually have some great posters we do from the good old days of nascar back when uh, dale earnhardt senior was uh Lap in the field. Rusty and, uh, Wallace. Rusty Wallace. Yep. These are the gems that you go out to these tents for. I've got them right here. David and I purchased these. Yep. For the set. We have to frame them, but... Uh, for the set. Yeah, we will do that. I'm going to make sure my beer is yep. uh, far proximity from this absolute legendary find. This is the kind of stuff that you go out there for. Just take a look Unraveling. at that. So that right there is an authentic Rusty Wallace Miller Lite number two. And we this caught our eye because of the obvious space theme that we got going on up here. Yeah. If you notice, Rusty's car is actually a constellation. <laughs> it's me. If you look up at the night sky, you might see it. <laughs> you, you might actually see this. And I just love the title at the bottom. It says, Light Up the Night, and Light is spelled like Miller Light. It's, <laughs> That's pretty it just, sweet. It just makes me smile so yeah. much. And there's it, some random planets, and I just love it. It's, just his smile makes me smile. Yeah. He's, he's an absolute <laughs> legend. If you're a NASCAR fan... I'm sure you're geeked about this. I mean, this was just a, a fine. It was like ten bucks. Yeah, it was like just like a trivial purchase, uh, without any question. Just the coolest. Take our thing. money. Take our money situation. So that was the first one. So we're gonna get this frame and put on the set. That was the landscape one. Yeah. And then we've got a even. Uh, I wouldn't say even better, but definitely. This uh, was this was the first find. Well, you we found both of them the same day, and then the you, rusty we got, one. Yeah, yeah, we got this one first. Then we went back for the rusty one. 
This one is uh, a little more dear to our hearts, I'd say. This one right here is magnificent. Dale Earnhardt The Intimidator. Senior, the Intimidator. Look at that mustache. And more importantly, look at the number three car taken off. Like a rocket. Like, like a Saturn V. Yeah, it just, it's yeah. like the epitome of what we're into. Like, it just is the, we, we, we love finding the old school stuff, the old school NASCAR stuff. And then you see kind of like a space themed artistic rendering of the old, the good old day. I mean, it just, I love it. And this one was like five bucks. Brings a tear know. to my eye. Yeah, it really does. So we're gonna get these framed, put them up next to uh, left and right of the, um, the Apollo 13 newspaper and. There you go. And the, yeah, people will know what's up if they look through my window. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I'm not messing with that dude. Yeah. No, he's got the Intimidator in yeah. as well. But yeah, we wanted to share these with with uh, with all of our viewers. So yeah, so, yeah those are the, the Immaculate posters. That's why if you go to a NASCAR race, do not just spend all of your money or your time at the concourse. Find the tents we that... We can't <laughs> preach this enough. Now listen Take to your me. cash. Go to the outside gypsy tents. <laughs> because you find stuff like this. There were so many other posters that I would have totally bought too. There were some Terry Labani ones. Like yep. th those were the two space themed ones that really caught our eye. But there is just amazing ones. There was like uh, a Dale Jr. one when he drove like uh, uh, there was a, a specific race where he drew a, or he uh, drove a Bass Pro Shop car, and it was like a fishing themed. I just it's like the best. So my basement or my garage, whenever I have one of those two things or both of those things, mm -hmm. it's going to be nothing but old school NASCAR posters in the basement mm -hmm. and just have it decked out and just be crazy, yeah. awesome, or the garage. Yeah. I'll have to add some to the garage or something like that yeah. if I got a nice garage, but that that's my dream. That's my dream. It's, but right now it's just too. on my main floor. Yeah. Well, so. hey, <laughs> roll tide. I, I think it's... Uh, you got to just rock it. I mean, yeah. it's it was just such a cool find. It puts together like like our casual atmosphere with the whole podcast in general. Like uh, we've always said, if you're a first time listener and you've made it this far, you are not going to find in the second half us talking about the physics of the Falcon 9 and how it works. Because I don't but, know Jack diddly squat about <laughs> physics that's, anyway. That's not what this so, is. Yeah. This is to uh, to gather people around and talk about space. And that's exactly what you'll find us having a good time and really um, settling into a very interesting conversation about the future of satellites in this case. Um, I really thought that the ethical part was, I did not expect that to come out of it. Yeah. It's not like... Um, it's not like we had people on one side of the table and the other side taking sides and there was like this kind of combatant uh, attitude at all. It was just the basic ethics of, do I want to look up at the night sky and see 10,000 satellites masking my view of, of Mother Nature? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really super important question to ask. Um, and that has major implications to what we were saying earlier. Us as a community, those of us that are just people we don't have any connection directly to the space industry we will have a say in some form or another whether it's our tax dollars whether it's who we vote for politically yeah. or whether you know it doesn't matter it, it will have an effect so it's super important to to get into it i think um yeah. i mean this but, is our home yeah you know i mean that's one of the topics that gets brought up is you know does does he have the the right to 
send that many satellites up into space and, right. and, and create more space junk. And when we're trying to, at the same time, clean up everything. Yeah. So we're cleaning up, we're trying, yeah. doing our best. To, well, I, I don't know if we're doing our best, but we're, there's definitely lots of sustainability efforts to try to clean up the, the oceans, um, sustain forests, things like that. What are we talking for the night sky? It's a huge question um, to be, well, it's really left unanswered at this point because we're yeah. just not there yet. And and at but, the same time, you know, look at how much trash we have in the oceans exactly. and all that kind of stuff that we still haven't so even touched. Much. You know, so much. And, and a lot of that stuff you don't even see because once again, you know, it's either not on, obviously not on TV or no one's sharing it in the news or obviously in social media or something like that. So there's just a lot, you know. I think we live in a very... Yeah. Um, I hate to use the word, kind of the hot topic word, but like a clickbaity type society where if you happen to be flipping through on your iPhone and see something that might trigger you a little bit, whether it's a picture of a seahorse carrying around a Q-tip in the ocean, yeah, like that—that's a—that's one of those photos that is a real photo, and people are like, "Oh my God, I never knew." Yeah. Well, it's been like that for, you know, 25 years and it's only yeah. getting worse by the day. Yeah. Like that's one of those things where it's just like if people, and I'm not saying I do, I like, I'm not saying I pay attention to every single facet of the news and how certain parts of our planet are, are really in duress. Uh, and it's a really kind of troubling situation. I'm not saying that I'm like a, the sustainability guru. But it is interesting that you find, I think Facebook is a place where you see a lot of it. Someone that you know, like, doesn't really have an investment into these things. They see one of those photos and they share it and they think that it's kind of that moral, that moral dessert conversation. I'm going to do something good, or at least in my mind, I'm going to do something good. And I'll feel satisfaction from that by how many likes I get. Or yeah. if I retweet this, somebody else will, it, that's not the... You should do something good because you know it's a good thing to do rather than like what you might get out of it. Yeah. That's kind of the, I mean, that's always yeah. been an ethical conversation. The moral yeah. dessert, that's an actual theory, moral dessert. But yeah. Um, I, and I thought that was really, really cool that in the NASCAR conversation, in as goofy and laid back and uh, just fun going as that conversation was, that some of those more important topics came up organically. When yeah. you get like a group of people, we're all friends, we're all family, but people have interesting thoughts, you know. Oh yeah, and you never know so, until you sit down and you, uh, you know. Yeah, I think we should do have a few sodas and. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, like that, and that's like that's going back to our whole yeah. thing is sometimes that's. I'm not saying like you need to go out and get drunk, like, and that's not what we were either. We're, we're like, like I said before, we're not like belligerent on the podcast. We're just having a good time, and you can laugh with us can laugh at us i have no problem with that at all because it's there's definitely some fun i mean parts. i listened to myself just a minute ago and i was shaking my head i'm like oh my god <laughs> there's some stuff you gotta where be kidding it, me yeah it's it's all in good fun yeah. but at the same time sometimes it's that more relaxed atmosphere yeah. that brings out those really interesting conversations yeah half the time when we're on this podcast it's just like we're just in a state in which we're very like interested in what we're talking about we're talking about the falcon heavy we're really passionate about something and you just get on this organic conversation you go down the rabbit hole like we've said before and all of a sudden you come out the other end when with a really interesting conversation yep. on record uh, which is what we have with nascar so yep. i hope everybody enjoys it um 
you know, give us a shout if uh, if you have your thoughts on it too. Uh, wh- what you think of Starlink? I'd love I'd love to hear that. It, yeah, that's what we're all about. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Tune into the the actual interview portion here, and um, yeah, let us know what you think because it's it's a uh, I think a very good topic, one of the best actual topics I think mm-hmm. outside you know just the natural organic topic that we've come up with. Yeah. I, I think is in part because of all the people we had. So yeah, yeah. exactly. So, so we'll, we'll we'll continue to do that kind of stuff where we have episodes where it's just david and i for the whole thing or maybe we have an interviewee on the second half or we have a full group discussion but you know that that would yeah. be fun too yeah. i think we could easily do that where you and i are talking on our good mics and then we've got the omnicentric pointing the other direction with a with a group of our friends and family or, or yeah. whatever um i'd love to do that in a scenario where it's not necessarily people that we are very close friends with and, and family with but Maybe people we've spoken to on the podcast before. If we did go down for a launch, we get um, folks that we've spoken to before or just people that are down there mm-hmm. for the launch. They're obviously invested in the space program uh, to hear their thoughts on stuff like that because that would be really good. Mm-hmm. It'd probably be like our crowning achievement as a podcast, I think, is to get that on record. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. So we'll see. We'll just keep growing. Um, coming up on two years couple months here we'll be at 24 episode 24 yeah um we have a big jeff gordon 24 yeah, the 24 that, that's yep. what next the next post we have to get is a, a space like yeah Matt, jeff gordon month. i'm pretty sure they had something there with them no, but they had, had we'll, to have next year we'll go yeah, we'll get it we'll get it we'll get yep. it again we'll be back so yep. but uh yeah with that said enjoy the enjoy the second half interview uh take it for what it is <laughs> yep it's a good time back from the break we are back with eclipse on tap a podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds in space in general as you can hear from the beer cracking we are at nascar live at michigan international speedway home of the irish hills in brooklyn michigan we're here and we've got the round table uh just like in 20 2018 uh we've got the round table i'm one of the two co-hosts matt and with me is the other co-host david Welcome to 2019 NASCAR, and I'm proud to be American. Woo! And I'm proud <laughs> to be an American, American where at least I know I'm free. And cut. And cut. And uh, with us tonight, we've got a full round table. We've got Austin, Michael, Ryan, my dad. <laughs> I can't remember your name, but hello, I'm my dad. I'm my dad. Tyler, my beautiful wife. My father-in-law, Andy, we're all here. So um, we're back at uh, this is, MIS. This is the annual thing now. It's, it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, it's yeah so we, we just we, have, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's great because not only are we at NASCAR, but we've got our original mic that we started the podcast with. We're going back to our roots with the omnicentric mic. We put it in the middle of the table. It picks up everybody's voice. 
So it's perfect. It's raw. It's pure. It's raw. Just like NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, uh, we're we're excited to be here. Yeah, we are. Um, we've got uh, some Coors Light. Everybody, I think, has got a, a nice beer in Silver hand. Yeah. Cheers. We got the silver bullets. Um, cheers, out. cheers, cheers, y'all. Cheers around everybody here. Cheers, y'all. So, first thing I want to know is, what's everybody's pick for tomorrow? We're going. Who's the race the table. pick? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll start. I'll start. My pick. Uh, is this official? Like when we do the pool tomorrow with the yeah, actual this is money. Dollar. We we could do dollar in or could, five dollar in. Yeah. Well, this oh is yeah, a, we did this last year. Guess. I never got paid. Yeah, you won. <laughs> So um, this is the Eclipse. Uh, the you got paid with love. The official uh, yeah. NASCAR pool sponsored by Eclipse on Tap. Not sponsored because we're not paying for it, <laughs> but uh, endorsed. And no, it's not endorsed. Presented by. Presented by. <laughs> uh, presented by Eclipse on Tap. I've got uh, number forty-two, Kyle Larson. That's my boy. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Keselowski. Keselowski. The number Michigander. Two. Austin. Hill's number two. Yeah, Austin, right. who's your boy? Listen, I'm taking number 22, Joy Logano. The pole. Slowly You got the pole. And the defending champion. The defending champion and the pole. The pole setter is Joy Logano, Austin's pick. All right, Michael, who you got? Well, this is my first year, and all I've heard is Kyle Busch is going to take it. Oh, all I've heard. You've usurped Andy right here. So Kyle Busch is your me. So Kyle Busch. All right, Michael's got Kyle. Ryan. Yeah, I think the guy with the four wheels on his car is going to take it Jeff. all the way. The guy that Jeff. goes the fastest, yeah. that pushes the throttle down as hard solid. as he could? I will go... Pick your favorite number. number. That's uh, William baby. William Byron. Yep. He's a baby who's going to make his mama. Fun, fun, fun fact, uh, William Byron... That's a true fact. Fun fact, <laughs> William Byron is one of two racers in the Sunday race circuit, the professional Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, who got his start on iRacing, a simulation computer game. So yeah, he's it's wrong. Like World of Warcraft for NASCAR. Essentially, yeah. Oh so uh, some folk. Is that true? It, 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 yeah. No, yeah. There's yeah. So was it like? Did he have like a good steering wheel that had like oh, yeah. feedback and all yeah. that? Yeah. Talk okay. to Chandler about it, it tomorrow. Like Chandler races iRacing. Really? Yeah, he does. Whoa. It's legit. It's got force feedback. It feels yeah. like the real like thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Dad, who do you have? Well, today we played the game. You had to get 21 points to win, right? Yep. So, number 21, Paul Menard of okay. Menards. Yeah, that's a good pick. <laughs> Home, uh, wait, I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna respect like that. Paul this Menard is brought to you by Menards. My wife that store until, until the, she uh, six yeah. repair people that watch from Menards. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Menards. So Menards, Paul Menard is from Wisconsin. It's a, mi- a Midwest pick. It's a good pick. Tyler, who you got? Um, if you don't know, just pick a number and we'll help out. Uh, 38. 38 car. Not a racer. Okay. <laughs> Try again. 24. That's Tw- already been picked by your dad. Take number three. Number Austin Dillon. Take three. Yeah. Number three. All right, you got the three. Good pick. Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon. You got Austin oh, Dillon. So yeah. Austin Dillon, the number Austin three Dillon. car. That is uh, the grandson of Richard Childress, who uh, was a was yeah, with Richard Childress Racing. Of course, yeah, no Richard yeah. Childress Racing. That's that is the uh, the former oh, team. Oh, that's of, like peanut butter and jelly. That's the it's former like team of car. Dale Senior. So it's a great pick. That's a, good race. That's a fantastic yeah, pick. Yeah. R.I.P. Three. Julia. Julia, who's your pick? I was gonna say Brad. 
Well, it's already been picked, so pick again. I'll go number eight. Don't tell me who you're going to pick. Number eight. Who's number eight? Number eight. There is no number eight. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah there is. Daniel Hemrick. Oh, Daniel well, Hemrick. That's right. solitary. Good luck, good luck with that. Yeah, that's right. change Daniels. Go to Daniel Suarez. All right, do you want Daniel Suarez? He's a lot better. Yeah. He's also from Mexico. Daniel Suarez. He's my boy. Yeah. All right, Daniel Suarez. <laughs> number forty-one. Number forty-one. Daniel Suarez. We're racing for Stuart House oh, Racing. Number forty-one. Yeah. Yeah. You knew. Driving a Ford. You told me. Dad. All right, Mr. Williams, the number race chaser. The ra- the race chaser. Eclipse on Tap Is podcast. Number forty-four. Because I don't chase NASCAR. I chase F one. Number forty-four. Well, I know 43, I can three. Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. I'm doing Bubba. I love Bubba. Yeah. Bubba Wallace. You gotta go Bubba. 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 All right, Bubba Wallace is the pick, and then Andy. Last but not least, I was born in Rowdy Nation, and Michael thinks he's funny picking my guy Kyle Bush. But we can share. I'll go seventy-eight Martin Truex. I, I was gonna say go all for right. another Toyota. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we we all have our pick yeah. set. Get the pick set, and um, we missed so. To get into something space-related, uh, we missed the actual ISS flying over Due tonight. to clouds. Due to overcast conditions. Yep. Uh, uh, which are said to continue on to tomorrow for race day, but I feel like uh, we're going to we're gonna miss the rain. It's going to be a good day. I'm like hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that the rain there. kicks out yeah. till the evening time. Oh, if at all. If it has to come, it, it better be later in the evening. Um, but, yeah, it should be. I'm hoping it's a great day for racing. Roll Tide. Um, so this is the second. This is the second time we've done the, the round table at NASCAR. It is, yes. And we've had we have some repeats here. We also have some newcomers. So, Tyler, how do you feel about being a newcomer to first time at NASCAR? How do you feel? Really excited. This is one of the things on the bucket list for sure. So I can cross that off. We're happy to have you here. You, that, you got. He gets. He's got caution tape on. He's ready to go. You get the caution tape. Uh, Explain. Some crazy drunk girl from last night. <laughs> <laughs> Handed it to His me. Name was also Tyler. All right, just <laughs> say Tyler. Stop talking now. Stop talking now. It was your main Was it actually? Oh, yeah. The girl's yeah. name was Tyler. No, her name oh, was Tyler. Oh, yeah. The stars have aligned. Yes. They told him about twenty times that her name was also Tyler. The stars have aligned. Yeah. Stars. Well, wasn't her name stars. like? Bessie. It was Bessie. It was Tyler. Yeah, Tyler, yeah. And he got a caution tape sash because he's a rookie here. Because he's a rookie, and he's probably going to cause a caution. There will be several cautions. Or a red flag. Hopefully not a red flag. Hopefully not a black flag. Can I ask the Eclipse on Tap team a question about stars aligning? Yes. What's the deal with Elon Musk's interlink thing? Star Starlink. That's a good question. That's a great question. That's a good topic too because we were talking about that on our walk he today. He wants to build a tunnel to Mars. <laughs> well, yeah, he's all about tunnels. He might as well just build a wormhole at that point. So I mean, Elon is, uh, Elon is ambitious, but sometimes when it comes to business, maybe a little too, a mm, little too full throttle, maybe. Personal thoughts on Starlink. Although yes, it is cool to have sixty satellites crossing the night sky at one time you have one has to wonder okay well the I guess cost effectiveness effectiveness of the whole whole deal so you have it apparently that the whole plan is to have free internet for all awesome. thoughts on that 
I think it's a great thing. Thoughts on that? I think there's no negatives. The, the only yeah, issue, but, all right. For, should, no. should we no. have stuff to use? But should, but, but it, you know, if we're launching, what was it? Did you launch a Falcon table. 9 up there? No, with, so. It was a Falcon Heavy that actually launched no that up there. So it was a Falcon 9 okay. that launched the, uh, the first installment of Starlink was 60 satellites. It was on a Falcon 9. The fairing of the Falcon 9 was chocked full to the brim with satellites. And it was a center core. It uh, was launched off from the fairing and uh, split off. All 60 satellites are in a direct line. And um, the issue is that what, what, what's been happening, at least as far as the news is concerned, you've got uh, astronomers, folks that are wa looking in telescopes and things, you know, they're trying to take a photo of a nebula. And then all of a sudden a streak of light comes across because it's 60 satellites literally in a line. And so Elon's plan is he wants to send 10,000 satellites up. And they're all relatively low or orbit, low Earth orbit. So it could potentially kind of distract the night sky as we know it. And that, not only that, but you're spending that much money to send up that many satellites. You better have like uh, triple, quadruple 8G internet at that point, I would think. Make it 12G. That has yeah. nothing yeah. to do with it. You're looking at the US, the ISS up there that the Indians just destroyed one of their satellites yes. and it's endangering the ISS right now. Right, yeah, yeah. So you're going to put more up there and they're going to keep track of it? You know, control it. That's, that's a good so point. Bad. Like that's the good point. are just they just endangered the ISS. Yeah. Which is completely Yeah, it is uh, we got Ryan has a thought here. What do we got? The question is is the orbit crossing the ISS versus the close orbit of the ten thousand satellites, are they going to be in the same vicinity of each other? Because the ISS is out there a ways mm -hmm. to the point where we're, are the ten thousand gonna be inside the orbit of the ISS. Now that doesn't have anything to do with the external impacts of 10,000 satellites in the sky and the multiple different ways that that's going to affect people here on Earth who both study space and yeah. also have to, is it going to affect other satellites that are up there and interrupt any type of signal? Because that is a massive number that is really hard to fathom. In oh yeah, person. yeah. And then well, you ruin it for astronomers. Then you got to oh factor in. Yeah. Then you got to factor Speaking in. From keep, somebody who just yeah. bought a 16-inch scope. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. 10, as far as as far as that just downright sucks. Up in space. I had a 13. I have a 13-inch scope, and now I bought a 16-inch scope, and now you go out more flying around in space. No. No thank you. I would rather take those. For what take reason? That. I mean, just because yeah. Elon thinks he can put it up there because he wants to be a badass and put crap in space. No, if it's if it's got a legit reason to be up there, okay. But for ten thousand things, so he can say I got the most shit flying in space, and no, you get free you. internet. Really? The the I idea the idea is great on paper, like most ideas are. But it, do we know the difference in the orbit distance to even have to do with the yeah, two different the, areas? What's the impact exactly? What's the impact? but the problem is, is I don't think we'll know until something like that happens. It is. It is a classic Elon move, though. He's very ambitious, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, Are they only supposed to last for like five years? Yeah, yeah. So they're not long-term. But they'll still be floating around up there. There's a reinstallment plan that's in place. You kind of have to have somebody like him. Because if, if we didn't have him, we wouldn't have had the Falcon Heavy. 
we wouldn't have innovation. We wouldn't have like raw innovation, hardcore like someone that's pressing the envelope. The older generation at the table is push, pushing that idea. I well, think I think yeah. ten thousand's a lot, and there's a lot of space garbage. But also, I mean, Elon's plan has always been get us to Mars, make Mars like habitable, and now NASA's planning going to Mars. Right. SpaceX is working with NASA. I think I think a lot of Starlink is probably overkill, but someone like him, I think, helps push everything forward and keeps us going. His execution might not be perfect, but I think there'll be more good than bad yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. Tyler, thoughts? So, I totally get, like, the fact of, like, what he's trying to do is, like, provide the free internet and everything, but think about the percentage of people down on Earth who actually don't, wouldn't, like, wouldn't have access to it. Like, people in countries that, like, can't afford to have, like, something that can actually even use the internet. Right. So, basically, oh, some of it's just going to waste. First yeah, world, it, would be, it would be interesting yeah. to see the Good free point. internet that he speaks about, where would that be available? Would it be worldwide? Who knows? It is a satellite system, so potentially available everywhere, but who has access to it? I don't know. To Tyler's point, though, if you can't even afford to go down to the well to get a bucket of water every day, how are you going to access the internet? Right. Or, or and, and what clean he's water. talking about makes so much sense. Yes. Is like, you've got people that are still riding camels to go wherever, they, you know, like camels, donkeys, horses, and now you're talking about worldwide internet access, and they can't even afford a phone or a computer to access. They don't even know what the internet no, well, is. Well, yeah, nor and do Elon they even thinks, want that, you know? And Elon thinks, oh, I'm going to provide it for everybody. Who cares? So, To these people that can't afford to get a meal, they don't care about the internet. They don't, no. you know, yeah. really. Yeah, it's, it's not... Um, good points. Tyler, good point. No, great great point, Tyler. That is an astute yeah. observation. Actually, yeah. For his age, for his generation, you know, to look at that and go, what, what do you mean? These guys can't even afford that. Why right. would you do that? Right. I'll play devil's advocate. The people who can afford, a, you know, a device that can access the internet and they're a place that they don't have the infrastructure to support it. Once Starlink's up, then it's there for those people. It definitely won't service everybody right away, but they can catch up. It'll, it'll, it'll keep pushing everything forward. Like, the people who can get access, it'll keep but spreading it. Can yeah. they if, catch up? If That's it would the help them that. just catch up. Agreed. But are they willing they to catch up? Uh, or do they even want well, to? Well, that's a good point, too. Yeah. Are they willing to catch up? Because a lot, of, a lot of these countries don't even really want that. Right. Are they willing? Yeah. 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 Well, it's, the, it's the controlling separation between the people who make the decisions and people who reap the benefits of the decisions. Yeah. I see benefits as a, a word that really isn't the truth with a lot of the masses because benefits only matter to those who can receive them. Yeah. Well, you look at third world countries and, yeah, you have the people who are making the th decisions who may go, hey, great, free internet. Well, unfortunately, the rest of the population won't have any access to that whatsoever. And that's why the point is so well taken. It does make sense. It's a it's a very human issue. Um, it's a crossroads for just general humanity as to where we are. If you're in the United States, you'd pull anybody right now, and they'd say, "Oh heck yeah, I would love it." But if you go to, for instance, Michael, you've had experience in Egypt, for example. What what, what is your thought? Do you think people in Egypt would take on to this? Yeah, there's. 
right now China is investing a ton in like African countries. They're building roads and they're they're urbanizing a lot of like super rural places in Africa. Hmm. I think if we like Elon Musk, anybody were to invest in that kind of development, like social development, you get in at the ground level and yeah. try to make it like a business. But that you're just enabling people and it's not like you know like a Nokia phone that a brick phone yeah. that, that can just text people 3G something like that that's all that we're talking about it's not like hey I'm gonna you know I want like Squarespace I'm gonna post to my Instagram yeah, I'm story gonna, like, start doing my like <laughs> <laughs> Snapchatting yeah oh yeah no, but hashtag it's, it's like seriously it's just like connecting like villages to other villages or like could make a huge yeah, and it, it may be like the decision makers in that, yeah. in, that, in that point. It may connect villages who have never connected before. Yeah. From so a connectivity standpoint, I think mm-hmm. that it's a huge pro. If you're yeah, talking, so. if you're talking from a very basic level of connectivity, is as far as uh, even just basic commerce that takes place now in very rural ways, maybe slightly expedited as far as the development of that network. And yeah. in, in places like Africa uh, or, um, yeah, yeah lots, there's lots of places that could benefit from it. Um, I also, like, I've got a good friend who does a lot of work with drones. And the drones, what they'll do is they'll take images, and he works mainly in Indonesia, take images from the top down, and then those images report to Twitter and Twitter then can send signals to where flooding occurs. So in Indonesia, where you're essentially an island country, you've got all sorts of flooding issues constantly. You can have instant access to know within seven days of whether or not you are in danger of being flooded out. And all via basic connectivity services. So there are things I think that could be beneficial. Yeah, I I think you have to get like, for me personally, like I hear something like this, where the 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 game plan of the Starlink is to is for the internet and all this kind of stuff. But I'm coming from like a standpoint of I'm looking at the the space race, the new space race, and we talked about this a lot in previous episodes that we've had. But so I'm looking at it like, okay, I thought the goal was Mars, and the goal was or you know to actually make Starship and then get that to work and then, you know, the the Dear Moon mission and then, you know, get people on the moon, then to Mars and all that. And you have to remember that this guy is just, he's an entrepreneur. So he's he's got various other businesses, he's got other things going on, and this is just one of those other links to that, that you know, that chain, I guess, of he's all the other the things bills. he's got going. So he's he's got, you know, the... Tesla and you know there's, there's other things he's kind of you know NASA is that you know using his rockets to send stuff off into space so you have to kind of look at it from that standpoint too it's not just the Mars goal it's it's everything it's it's all, everything else he's got going on you know and he's got the resources to launch rockets very powerful rockets yes the currently the most powerful rocket on the face of the earth as far as so, thrust yeah, yeah I mean Falcon Heavy is and Starship really is the uh, is, is the future as far as third-party vehicles to space. And Tyler, I have a question to pose to you, my yeah. friend. What, as, a, as someone, as a representative of the younger generation, 
what is your opinion of space right now? Precursor well, to that, though, Tyler, how old are you? I'm 14 years old. Okay. 14 years old. So he's oh. he is a part of the the what what I would consider yeah. the Gen what Gen Z, yeah, right? Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah, sure. So as a Gen Z member, what is your like from what you see maybe online or things launching into space? What's what do you think? Well, really, when, like, I'm, like, even with friends or anything, we don't really, like, that's not usually a huge topic that's brought up, but, like, over, like, the internet and stuff, I know. But, like, obviously, like, it's, like, something that I do, like, to pay attention to, and yeah. I feel like it would yeah. ruin it when, like, for, like, my, the friends that I have that do, like, go and, like, looking up and seeing everything yeah. at, at night and everything. If Elon does launch like ten thousand of those satellites, that's just gonna totally ruin the night sky. It is. It's a great point because if you if you look at it from an amateur astronomy standpoint, one of the things that David and I always talk about on the podcast is our our hashtag, our theme is get out, look up. We are not super technical with our podcast. We're not talking about the details of all the launches and all this. We're just trying to spread the enthusiasm of getting outside, looking up at the night sky, and being inspired by it following the launches and all that so that's a great point if you look up at the night sky and you're seeing a lattice like literally just satellites everywhere uh it, it might uh yeah it might kind of hinder that so Ryan's we've got, got a couple hands up over here <laughs> Ryan, go ahead my only question is yes and it purely involves especially low orbit you put ten thousand things in low orbit yeah do you see the night sky again no. As of now, where we're located, right now at the NASCAR race at MIS, you're away from light pollution in a way that not everybody can even get away from here. Except and, for the infield. Well, the, you say that, but <laughs> yes, for the infield. But I mean, as far as where we're located, compared to Grand Rapids, compared right. to Detroit, compared to other cities in Michigan, Detroit. we're, we're out a little ways yeah, to the point where... When you see the night sky, you see things you would not normally see in the city. Right. Well, now you all of a sudden put 10,000 satellites in low orbit. 10,000 is going to cover more than I think people are realize. You, are you going to be able to tell the difference regard. between a shooting star and a satellite? It, it, it's a, like, I don't think you will. It, 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 so it is mean, a lattice of satellites. But people see the night sky in the way that we can even imagine seeing it now by stepping out of our own city. Do we know that, though? Because, I mean, really the only people that have been reporting these images are, like, you know, amateur astrologists. And it's, like, most people in big cities or anywhere with light pollution, there's only a couple stars you can see. You can't see the whole night sky anyway. Do we even know, like, they're going to be bright, you're going to see them, but it's like, at, at my house, I can't see the ISS. I, I agree, but that's only why it was the You can't. You, so, from what I understand... They're going to try to look up, they're going to try to see something, then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you got like six satellites just passing by. That's why I posed the question, rather than saying you won't have the night sky, I say, will you be able to? Because there's there's all these thoughts that have to come into mind. With anybody making a change on a large scale like this, there's going to be repercussions that none of us in this room will ever realize because we don't know because it's, it's not, not fathomable. Yeah. Well, yeah. That doesn't mean that Elon Musk yeah. doesn't have ideas that will progress us forward as an entire planet. Not even just first world countries, but as a planet. Right. There are there are things that are there that somebody has to start the conversation. And as an innovator, well, my question is, what gives him the right to make those type of decisions? America. 
America. To Ken's point, though, if you look at what Elon is doing, okay, he's a crazy rich guy. If you listen or, or look at the entire globe compared to who's sitting in this camper right now, it's in his back All here. of us compared to most people on this planet are one percenters. Even though not all of us in this room are one percenters. Well, I see what you mean about like them not really caring about like what some rich billionaires putting in a nice sky, like and them trying to get their meal. But think about their culture too. If like some like if there's someone with their religion or something that's very oriented with that, and they feel like a connection to it or something, absolutely. Then all of that's just gonna be. Generation like, Z speaking up. up. That's a very well, that's, that's a, a it's a fantastic point. Great point. It's a fantastic point. If there are if there are people on the planet, which there are, that have a very close connection with the the celestial body of what is the night sky it could potentially hinder that and and um i think it's a great point yeah Yeah. we forget we forget there are people who have that because we are first world third world we think about things in these we're at a nascar race so we don't think about it as a global scale see the thing about elon musk is he's a remarkable guy yeah warren buffett calls him a remarkable guy yeah but he is weird he is eccentric. Yeah. I would say he's a, he's, we'll a, on that. he's also yeah. he's eccentric, but he's also okay. emphatic. So his decisions that he makes that are based on being an American that he can do these things because he's got money and he's free. The consequences of the decisions that he makes and right. the choices that he makes impact a much greater group of people. Than, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you're just. What he wants. Yes. Here's my, Michael? A, a dumb question. The low orbit Starlink thing yeah. is visible because it's low orbit? Or does he got a bunch of light bulbs up there that he could just unplug? What's up with that? <laughs> is the sun an LED light? There, there are human beings on this planet that actually think this, the sun is an LED light. Oh, I work with one. Oh, and, yeah. yes. Okay, I think flat earthers should be a topic. We have talked about it. We have covered flat earthers. My, my dumb question is why, why is it visible? Like, why are the satellites visible to us? Is it so, because it's oh. like reflected light yes. or something? Yeah, exactly, yeah. So yeah. regardless, you can't make it like... It's like the space station. Why can't they paint it with that like phantom black stuff that's like super... The stealth no. jet face? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I don't know. They rely because they need, they that's need good, solar that's power. They do need solar yeah. power, yeah. And so that's... But on the other side. But the yeah, solar... <laughs> the solar panels. The actual solar panel, though, is what is reflecting this. It's reflecting the light of the sun or the moon. Okay. Which is also the sun. The moon is just reflecting light off the sun anyway. So, so, regard, so inherently, you will always see his low orbit. From what I understand, yes. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. just part of the thing. All right, Andy. So, take a step back. I mean, we want to talk about cultures that you know rely on stars, or like we're we're polluting the night sky for people that may use it for like practical or religious reasons. I want to pose a question. The countries that produce the one percenters that are doing all this stuff are also the countries that are kind of burning our resources too quickly. So, if we don't find something else like going to Mars or something like that, it's like maybe maybe we're polluting the night sky for some of them, but also we're we're destroying the Earth for them faster. So it's like we should have an exit plan or another way out. That's so true. I feel like there is. Well, then there lies the question: Is there another way out? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Mars is possible, but yeah, I, I gotta know. figure out something. And so it's yeah. 
is the as cost gen- of polluting the sky well, worth it? So, Ryan, well, look, I was just going to say, as a Gen Z, Tyler, as a 14-year-old, do you think that, like, uh, uh, this is an actual question. Wait. Generation Z. In your, in, your, in your generation, like, do you foresee when you're, let's just say, fast forward to when you are retired, when you're 65 years old. What's your retirement do you, plan? <laughs> when you're really How old. How much is in your 401k right now? <laughs> Have you been saving? <laughs> son, start saving right now, please. Get out while you can, son. No, but my question is, if you fast forward to 65. If you fast forward to when you're 65, as in your like in your current kind of mindset, do you foresee people, humans, all just fully colonized Mars? I don't know about fully colonized. What I would see is probably the people that are on the tie like sorry highest on like the. Highest tier. Yeah, high, yeah. like highest tier. Usually social people scale. with the most money. Yeah, social scale. Thank you. Are probably going to be the first ones to go up there, and it's probably just going to work its way down until we're left with like only the people on the bottom are going right. to be left here. I saw that movie. I just can't take it. <laughs> Was that District 9? <laughs> 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 Elysium. No, that's a great point. I think I I agree with yeah, you. I, I, that, like, yeah. I, I can see that happening, I guess, eventually, but I'm like I'm pretty sure like we're not, we're probably not gonna go like all the way through like the social and or anything. We're just gonna like have like follow up question. Are you excited uh, as someone of your age, are you excited about the idea of humans coloni- like landing on Mars? Is that something that gets you pumped? Well yeah, absolutely. I mean think about like moon landings and stuff that yeah. went on in the past. Everyone was excited about that. That was like sure. all that went on at the time. So yeah, I'd be like totally excited about that. And I'm pretty sure everyone else on the planet would be. I think we can I, I think we can all wait, before we move on, I think we can all agree that someone from that generation getting excited about that is a good thing because that's a, that's the whole point of what we're trying to do is like if all of a sudden there was just a cutoff of like oh yeah, we don't really care. That that we've talked before the community engagement in something like a launch or something like a moon landing, a Mars landing, anything yeah. is so huge because, yeah. of course, it's not only taxpayer dollars, but it's also just. Well, it's not necessarily taxpayer dollars. It's like, well, it's I'm not saying. I'm not yeah. saying uh, that's third party. I'm talking about NASA right now. Like, like na- community involvement with as, as far as NASA is concerned is such a huge deal. We need the Generation Z, or as I just. Or double Bottom. A, because you move Generation, on to the next level. Generation, <laughs> Generation Zorg. That. We, we need you excited to go back to the moon, back to Mars, and beyond. We well, need we need you excited at that picture of the black hole. We need like that's the generation we need, and we also you know the old codgers need that too. Wait, what? But <laughs> what's we, a black hole? We need we need everybody excited about this. We need everybody codgers. arm in arm. Yes, well, arm in arm. Hand in hand, fist in fist. Foot we need foot. to go. We need to march our way to the steps. Are you inspired by the Starlink? Do you think there's people in Gen Z or younger that are looking up, not just in America, but anywhere where now they can see something flying across the sky, saying, "Look yes. what this guy did!" Like, what else is next? I they're, think that's a huge inspiration. They're all looking at their phones. <laughs> but I now, think. because the internet was provided by Starlink. That's a, know, that's like, a great point. I get, yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah. I think we're like overlooking a lot of the benefit, and it's like there's a lot of downside to it. But the inspiration that he's giving to other people, that I, you gotta count that too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
so my question is about like the moon landings and like the mars landings though like i feel like people will be excited about a moon landing but it's not going to be as big of a deal because i feel like mars is just like another huge step because like we like people just think oh yeah we've been to the moon that's over with well a lot of people think we haven't been to the moon yeah no I, i think getting to the moon again is going to really i think shock a lot of people if we go back to the moon i think if we actually go back to the moon again i think a lot of people don't think that's actually going to happen let's get some gopro I, I think it's hd cameras i think once we make that step and we we go back to the moon again and then we go on i think the, we should you know, do we go, the next x games yeah. on. so yeah. I'll, I'll leave it to the host to tell me if i'm wrong but I, to me it seems like mars isn't the end game mars is a stepping stone if we can go to Mars, it proves that we can find the planet, get to the planet, make something happen. I don't think the whole planet is ship Earth to Mars. It's We know, I mean, as the population increases, like there are limited resources, we'll eventually run out, and we need to find ways to colonize. And I think Mars is the first step, getting there, like making sure we can do it, making sure we can set it up, get people living on a different planet, a different situation. But then there's also a lot of other hurdles. Like the biggest one, I think, is just the time to get to planets. Like if we could find a an, a clone of Earth, that's great. But it'll take us five thousand years to get there. Right. And by the time the first ship 5, launches, it's light years to get there. Yeah. And by the time the first ship <laughs> is halfway is there, yeah. we've got new technology that can get us there faster. And right. so there's, I think I, there's yeah, a lot of issues in I there. I think that's a great point. But it's a stepping stone. You totally just hit the these privateers that are going to go into space and do all this stuff. you got NASA. Generation Z. you like got these guys that are capable of getting us into space. Sure. But, like, to your point, if you launch Voyager and in a hundred years you're going to pass Voyager because technology is going to be so much better, so much faster that having Voyager out there, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2, will catch up to them. We could recapture those, bring them back to Earth and put them in a museum. What's the point of all these guys spending all this money independently? They should pool their money and go, okay, what do we really want to do to get humankind further into space and not put 10,000 pieces of crap in space just because I can, because I'm rich and I want to put Elon or I want to put Bezos or I want to put Branson to shame because I flew there first and I put more shit in space than they did. Let's go together and go, hey guys, you know, let's let's figure out what the program is and how are we going to get there and what's the goal? What's really the goal? Yeah, what's the end game? Yeah. Yeah. What's the goal? Yeah. Tyler, what, what thoughts? Oh, this isn't on this subject particularly. I'm going back on what my dad had said about the thinking about things on Earth first before going to Mars. Sure. What Elon should be doing, like, I get his fascination with space 100% wanting to go up there, wanting to advance. 100%. I absolutely want to do that too if I could contribute. Sure. Amen. But Amen, bro. Think about what he could be doing down here first off. We have a lot of problems going on and he like we have solutions. Think about the, all the things that 5 Hour Energy is doing. I'm not sure if you guys are aware. 
Usually when you think carburetor energy, you think that little drink that you buy at like the gas station. He's riding the cycling team. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, he's but, familiar. But being all over the world. The actual like the creator of five hour energy does so much more than that. He's been uh, cr- like he's had these separate like warehouses and developmental areas where he's been making uh, a bicycle, actually. It's like a bicycle-based machine where you pump it for an hour and you have electricity for the entire day. It's cheap, he, like, he made it in a way that it was cheap, it was easily like obtained and like- Easily easy accessible. Yeah, easily yeah. accessible. Who did that? And The owner, of the, uh, the CEO of 5-Hour Energy. And um, he wants to spread them American? around the world. He's definitely yeah. got enough money to do it. I think it's like the entrepreneurial nature of America, and I think that's what makes America great. And it's something that you can just really, you just really need to know that in this country, you can have a dream, and you can send satellites to space, and you might have some folks in the podcast at a NASCAR race talking about the merits and cons about that, but that's just what this country is all about, and that's why I want to make it known right now that Are you running for president? I'm just, I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm glad I have my nephew here. Got us some Generation Zorg, Generation Z. Generation Z. USA! It's great. It's it's been a great roundtable discussion. I think it's awesome to know that we've got folks um, from all over that, that are passionate about stuff like this because it really is important. Um, there's a large contingent of the people in the U.S. and the world that don't give a damn about this stuff. Yeah. I think like a lot of people here, for instance, at NASCAR, might not necessarily really care about this, and um, yeah, they might not care. And so, with that being said, um, I think this has been yeah. a, a great episode. We'll go ahead and wrap it up. Great little uh, blip into NASCAR 2019. Appreciate y'all listening in. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Eclipse on Tap, Twitter at Eclipse on Tap, and you can email us if you're old school at EclipseOnTap at gmail.com. And with that being said, have a great rest of your night. God bless morning. America. And God bless America. Roll Tide. We'll see you next time for episode 23. Have a good night. See you.